In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings you thought leaders and business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda under www.cinda.org. Now, we don't only bring you thought leaders from all over the world, but we also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transitions, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we have talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and business values and ethics that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live every week on Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry, because we're all over every major podcast platform from Google Play to Stitcher to Spotify. Just put in Leadership Beyond Borders. And I also invite you to reach out to me and send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now on to today's uh, series. You know, I, I had this really interesting experience. I took three kids to Disney Paris, eight, 10, and 11. And in one of the sections in Disney Paris, there was a telephone booth, okay? And all three of them looked at it and said, what is this? Okay, and then we went to another part of the park where it was kind of a history park and there was an old printing press and I was astonishingly asked from the eight-year-old how they actually read things on the printing press thinking it was kind of a computer. Now anyone born before 1975 would have a really difficult time imagining an eight-year-old would not know what a phone booth or a printing press is but I guess that's history, and um, you know, we have come so far, and the technology and human behavior and consumer interests has changed, and it continues to change. And today we're going to look at what happened to traditional media, you know, something like the printing press um, or the telephone books, and what does the new media landscape look like? And our guest today is Desiree Kupietz. And she is the Vice President of Enterprise Strategic Partners for Vendasta. And Vendasta is a core, Vendasta's core purpose is to drive local economies by demonstrating technology for small and medium businesses. They accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world. Their channel partners use Vendasta's technology to go to market to sell technology, 
build, fulfill, deliver digital solutions to SMB clients. Desiree is bringing nearly two decades of expertise in media sales strategy and development to her role with a strong focus on digital marketing for the past 20 years. Desiree's passion for coaching and developing people shines through both her professional and personal life. And her reputation is as a sales and advertising leader was earned through nearly a decade of experience. So Desiree, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kimberly. I'm, I'm excited to be a part of the show today. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, I, this Disney experience was pretty funny, okay, because, I mean, they also had a phone, uh, telephone uh, book in there, and, and they were just saying, what is that, or what, what's the printing press? I mean, the, you know, that's, that's looking back 20 years, but the media scene has changed um, in the last five years, okay? What do you think the biggest impact has been? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd say that, you know, based on that, it definitely has changed dramatically just in the last five years. And just think about how, what that's going to look like year after year after year. Now it's going to change faster and, and greater than it ever has been, ever has before. And, you know, ultimately, I think the biggest change is how we as people consume media and actually just conduct things in our daily lives so differently. And really what's what's changed all of that is technology and the advancements in technology. So, you know, when we when we think about that, that truly is what encompasses that digital transformation, not just in the technology advancements, but we as people, consumers, how our behavior has changed because of what technology has been able to do and actually provide and allow us to do uh, much more efficiently than ever before. We're not so dependent or reliant on just one source or one means of gathering information or even doing things in our daily lives. So I truly believe that the biggest change is the way that we as individuals, uh, you know, consume media. Mm-hmm. And do you think, you know, is this kind of a, uh, a cart and horse and, and they switch around because the technology comes out, we change our behavior, we change our behavior, and new technology comes out. Is one before the other or it kind of go hand in hand? I think they definitely go hand in hand. But I also think what's really interesting is, we might, as as individuals, we might use a form of technology uh, for a period of time and then very quickly shift mm-hmm. uh, to another means of technology. Because it's advancing so fast, we now have this expectation that those experiences are going to also change just as fast, right? And we have an expectation of a, a different experience and an easier way to gain access to certain things that are important in our daily lives. So... I definitely think that, you know, in, in a lot of cases, yeah, they go hand in hand. And then now today, everybody has a different way of, of the mm. way that they consume and use technology. So ultimately, even within, you know, a, a certain age bracket, I would say that you might find that there's still a ton of uh, differences in how each of those individuals consume uh, information and use technology uh, just like I had mentioned in their daily lives. Yeah. Well, let, let's stay with that age bracket for a minute, because if you kind of look at the, the, the baby boomers or even culturally some countries, okay, um, still, 
you know, use quite traditional, what I'd consider traditional media formats like print or radio. Um, yeah. um, you know, so what, I mean, how are these changes impacting those traditional avenues? Well, I definitely think that now is the time where, you know, any organization that still has, has a form of traditional media um, really needs to branch out and ensure that they're leveraging all avenues of technology and platforms that exist today to reach that audience. The audience still exists. They still want to consume all of the things that these media companies uh, produce, curate, and put out there. It's just a matter of have they been able to make sure that they can be seen and heard across all different platforms. And, and sometimes that's, that's really hard to break out of, meaning, you know, this is the way we've always done it. And that loyal audience will continue to stay. But even mm-hmm. that loyal audience is looking at other means of consuming that information, whether it's streaming or even through social media platforms. There is such a greater opportunity for organizations today to not just continue to capture their their existing audience, but even expand their audience. And I think sometimes that's where the opportunities missed. Mm-hmm. So just if, to, to use that example for a minute, um, you know, if you have a if you have a kind of a segment that's consuming traditional media, let's say magazines or, or newspapers in the past, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how, uh, you know, how do these companies then transition to keeping that audience and bringing them into the digital world? Yeah, it's it's important that um, one they they really deeply understand how their audience is consuming mm-hmm. media, right? And with that understanding, they then can ensure that they have a strategy to reach that audience wherever it is that they are. Um, you know, we've seen newspaper organizations do this with um, focusing on uh, a more digital version, let's say, of the newspaper where uh, it, it could be emailed to to a subscriber. Mm-hmm. And we also see uh, within social media, you know, most news outlets today have a presence on social media and those uh, those news articles now appear in news feeds. However, with that being said, with regulations being put in place, uh, even within Canada, where news information coming from uh, Facebook news profiles will no longer be inserted into the end user's feed, now that creates another challenge for them. Because they, those that are choosing to um, ensure that they are where their audience is, are, they're continuing to face challenge in the, the very same space that they're trying to capture, you know, that, that audience and keep that audience. So it's, it's really important that they continue to evolve with technology and find other avenues and other ways. Um, and I think there are so many that just still need to be explored by traditional media companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, generally, it, you know, we went into the pandemic and of course, you know, I'm, we're going to talk about advertising later, everything, everything went digital. Um, do you think there was a, do you think these traditional digital media companies um, 
really uh, took a step in the right. I mean, they all took a step in the right direction. But do you think it was significantly enough to really push this, or do you think there it's still a little bit slow? I think for some, um, yes, I, I've seen both sides, to be quite honest with you. I've seen traditional media companies really um, adopt, uh, you know, technology and use that um, to not only continue to, like I said before, uh, captivate their existing audience, but maybe even tap into a new new audience they'd, they've never been able to reach before. Um, but it takes dedication, it takes commitment, and it takes a strategy. Um, and, then, and then I think that there are other organizations that have been much slower to progress um, and start adopting some of these new platforms and new ways to, um, to get in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is I'm not exactly sure why that is. And sometimes it could be resources and maybe not having the, uh, the right people in place to help them with, you know, where they should be, um, where they should be visible. Right. And, and ensuring that those news, uh, well, not just news, but anything that they're putting out there is visible to a wider audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, no, that makes it, that makes quite a bit of sense. And we'll just let one last question before the break. Do you think these traditional, we're talking about the more or less the traditional media keeping the traditional customer. Do you think they're winning new customers out there with this media? I think that's probably a bigger challenge for them mm-hmm. is winning new business. When we talk about more of the, the, the advertising side of uh, traditional media, simply because, you know, businesses are looking for progressive media companies that are going to help them with a full marketing strategy that is not just a point solution, right? Mm-hmm. Not just advertising in print or just on radio or just on TV. It really, truly has to be a strategic marketing plan, and they have to be able to provide them the solutions and tactics that are going to help them achieve those outcomes. Yeah. And that's where I think some of the uh, traditional media companies are struggling because it's 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 what what do we bring into that marketing stack? How do we do it? How do we do it efficiently? And how can we be as profitable as we were with our owned and operated? Right. Okay. Um, we're going to take we're going to take a short break, Desiree, and then we're going to talk about kind of we've talked about the traditional. Let's talk about the new stuff. Okay. What's going on? What what agencies are doing? And what consumers are doing? And we'll talk about that after the break. And for our listeners, we are talking with Desiree Kupietz, and she is the Vice President of Enterprise Strategic Partnerships for Vendasta. And uh, Vendasta is a technology company, and their purpose is to provide and drive local economies by uh, technology for small and medium businesses. They accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world, their channel partners. And Desiree has nearly two decades of expertise in media sales strategy and development to her role. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Vendasta, you can go to www.vendasta.com. And of course, Vendasta is on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, as well as Twitter. And if you'd like to learn, reach out to Desiree. She is also on LinkedIn. And this uh, broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit associations, and they do uh, conferences, lectures, 
They do have an e-learning platform. And if you'd like to learn more about Cinda, then please go to www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this broadcast is brought to you by Cinda, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. And today we're talking with Desiree Kupietz, and she is the Vice President of Enterprise Strategic Partners for Vendasta. And Vendasta is a technology company whose core purpose is to drive local economies through technology for small and medium businesses, and they accomplish this through their platform to local experts around the world. And so, Desiree, we're kind of just talking a little bit about this this traditional media that, I mean, any of us over 40 will know what that is, okay? And, um, and, um, and I, I think the question is, and we talked about, you know, it's probably hard for them to win new audience, but it's, it's important for them to retain audience. So how, how can they transition into digital, okay, a little bit more, um, you know, in detail? I mean, what kind of leadership, what kind of, you know, how, how do they know how do they integrate a digital strategy? Yeah, I, I definitely think that it's important for them to realize those platforms that are going to have the greatest audience for them to, to capture. And they really need to understand, deeply understand the, the kind of who's doing what, who's you, using what, and determining who, 
who do they want to capture in terms of, uh, of an audience, right? Based on whether it be the types of content or the types of news that, that they provide, they want to make sure that the audience they're capturing, uh, is an audience audience that the information they're putting out there would be relevant to. So I think that's really important is understanding who you want your audience to be. And that, that that can change, right? That can change over the course of a year. And, and in this case, I think it's been many years that it's probably changed. And I think they need to really focus on those platforms that are going to that are going to give them the greatest exposure mm-hmm. and the right audience. Um, and and that could be Facebook in some cases. It could be Instagram. You know, maybe it's more of a um, uh, something that they want to provide imagery around and stories around. And, and now we have so much video consumption. It's like, how do we take traditional news and really start to bring those stories into, uh, you know, more of a, I guess, a, a visual through audio. And, and so I think with that, it's also challenging uh, local journalists, right, to to do and articulate news in a different in a different way. So I think it's really about expanding on multiple different platforms in, in, in various ways too, um, mm-hmm. to really capture that audience and even grow that audience. Mm-hmm. And, and expanding, I mean, a lot of media leaders are really afraid of investing into digital transformation because they're afraid, you know, they may get the wrong platform, okay? Um, you know, this one may work, this one won't work. How, how do you kind of get them to overcome this fear of, of doing this? Well, usually what I say is by not embracing it, by not putting yourself out there and taking risks, you are at risk of losing more than you Mm -hmm. would if you tried something and maybe it didn't provide the return that you were expecting. Maybe it didn't grow the audience base like you were expecting, but that's okay, right? That's, That's the great thing about digital is you can try something to see if it works. Sometimes you need to try to understand what your what the audience wants and don't be afraid of the, uh, the, the, the commentary, if you will. I think a lot of media companies today are hesitant to put things out there so publicly um, that allow for social engagement because they're fearful of maybe the negative effects that it will mm-hmm. have. But ultimately, we as people, we have these outlets that our voices get to be heard. And what they have to also remember is they need a strategy in place to to mitigate some of that. Right. It's not just about putting news out there or putting information out there anymore. It's how are you going to respond to people Mm -hmm. that are engaging because you want to cultivate that environment of you know, making people feel heard and letting them voice the things that they want to voice. Because truly what's happening is there is there is so much information out there and people just don't know what to trust anymore. Mm. And I can tell you that people do still find trust in local sources, you know, well, the sources that they deem to be local to them, whether it's the local newspaper or even local radio station, TV station, things like that, um, because they've been trusted and, and creditable for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But they can't, they can't be afraid of the way that their, their audience wants to engage with what they're putting out there either. 
Mm-hmm. And and what I'm hearing from you then is, uh, I want to come back to local, and I want to go into advertising around this because we're talking about the content that's out there. Okay, the content bringing people in to read media, to go, to look at newspapers, to look at magazines, to 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 engage in blogs, to look everything. And um, you're right. There's so much distrust on content out there. How mm-hmm. does how does a company, you know, I, I'd say make it. St- I'd say leverage its integrity out there among this whole world of stuff that's going on. Um, You know, I mean, any tips on that or just insights to that? Well, I think when it comes to um, two things, people thrive and really, truly want local information. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what people are finding is a lot of content is just being repurposed mm-hmm. and, and, and sometimes repurposed and it's not, it's not local. It's not resonating with, with the, the local audience. And while I think repurposing content is still valuable and, and important um, at the same time, they need to find a way to ensure that there's a focus around local information um, as well as selecting the right content to repurpose or share Mm -hmm. out, you know, at the local level. And that sometimes I know can be a challenge because ultimately there are things that will stimulate a very high level of of engagement, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, national, national news or national content. Uh, It will create a ton of visibility, get a ton of engagement, but what, 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 I, what I've been seeing is the sentiment around that has been negative towards the source that's sharing it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's deriving from a, a very local and loyal audience. And so I think that they, uh, you know, media companies today are presented with that, that greater challenge and, and they have to find a balance. Mm-hmm. I don't think go, going one way or, or another is, is the right answer there, but I think it definitely is a balance and there has to be decisions made on, you know, what's going to drive the most value for our audience, as well as, um, you know, when you talk about the advertising side of the business, what's going to draw in those businesses to see us as a, a, a trusted and creditable source? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you brought up, that's a really good point, because I think if I'm just thinking of my own human reaction, okay, yeah, I'll watch the national stuff, okay, or I'll read the national thing, but, you know, it might be more informational, but I'll very seldom, a very not very often engage with it okay but Mm -hmm. if it's something if it's something happening in my whole town then I might have a tendency to engage so I think that's the way which which actually brings us to you know back to the to what we're talking about in the front in the beginning is a consumer okay so you've got this content and the advertising I mean media is supported by advertising okay and um and this this shift this shift um, to more more local advertising. I mean, what what are the some of the trends? You know, the shifts you're seeing that are consumers they're looking more locally now. Um, I mean, oh, we have Amazons and stuff like that up there. Mm-hmm. Um, how what is it? What is kind of the dance between the media and the advertising? You know, I. 
I think what's important for businesses to see from media companies is their ability to connect with an audience, like I said before, using various platforms and, uh, of course, using technology to, to help create efficiencies in how they market themselves and, and put that information out there. Because here's the thing, when, when a business sees that a traditional media company is doing a phenomenal job themselves, uh, you know, capturing an audience and getting them to engage. In their mind, you know, they're looking at that as, wow, they really know what they're doing. They really have found a way to capture an audience, get them to engage, and are also engaging back with the audience, which is expected now amongst all consumers. And so when and I kind of call that the practice, what you preach, mm-hmm. you know, if you're able to really put all of these things you're telling local businesses to do, to be successful, if you're actually doing these things and showing them how successful it can be, you have a greater opportunity to not only keep your existing customers, but also expand outside of just your existing uh, customer base, right? It, it, it really comes down to, yes, having that audience, but at the same time, at the same time, being able to showcase to a business, we have found a way to be successful, even in the greatest um, time of change. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think that's really impactful for businesses to see. Mm-hmm. And and do you think I'm just going to ask a question from the business side? Okay, this is this is quite complicated. Okay, we're talking about this is not easy stuff. There's a lot going on. We're doing a digital transition. Um, if we're talking about a small and medium business, okay, um, how do they navigate themselves in this world? Yeah, I think they are truly. Businesses today really want to find a partner that um, ultimately cares deeply about the business and the outcomes and objectives they're trying to achieve as a business. And I truly believe that media companies today have the opportunity to help any business, whether the business is local or national, mm-hmm. uh, if they take if they take the right approach to ensuring that they are leading in the tech space and yes they can lead in the tech space without actually building their own tech by partnering uh with with the right tech providers that have an understanding of the smb space and with that being said you know media companies also have to be committed to marketing themselves and having having true advocacy for, for their organization. So mm-hmm. they do have to, you know, focus on the integrity of, of the staple of the business. Absolutely. But in order to grow, in order to grow, uh, when it comes to, you know, revenue and even their, their customer base, it's really important that they focus on other ways to do that. And, Sometimes it's it's going to require them to be put in a very uncomfortable position because it's change, it's disruption, and a lot of media organizations today do not want to disrupt. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And that's the key. Okay. Um, Because when, you know, when we started the conversation, we said, we talked about what's changed in the last five years. I mean, I went back 20 years, but I want to, I want to talk about that disruption. So I think what you're saying is absolutely correct. Yeah, This is great insights that they have to put them in this position and and they have to do this, but I want, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back. I'd like to hear from you kind of the disruption you're seeing today okay um maybe a little bit about ai where do we think the future is going because this is a world of constant change okay and we're going to take a short break and to our listeners we are talking with desiree Kupitsa, and she is the vice president of enterprise strategic partnerships and vendasta and vendasta is a technology company whose core purpose is to drive local economies by demonstrating technology for small and medium-sized businesses. And they accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world and their channel partners. And if you'd like to learn more about Vendesta, you can go to www.vendesta.com. And of course, Vendesta is on Facebook, on Instagram, it is on LinkedIn. And if you'd like to reach out to Desiree, she is on uh, Desiree Kupitsa on LinkedIn. So please reach out to them to learn more about their technology. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold virtual trainings, conferences, do market research and legislative white papers focused on digital and they also have learning series on Thursday. And Vendesta is a partner of Cinda. And they will be at the next Cinda Live conference in May of next year uh, in Berlin, Germany. And Cinda also has a platform for startups where they take entrepreneurs and startups from idea to exit. And this is all free and accessible on the Cinda platform, www.cinda.org. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. What's holding your business back from long-term growth? How can you accelerate the changes needed to build an adaptable platform to support transformative change? 
How are others optimizing business processes and systems to ensure timely decision-making through the use of data? Learn how you can minimize disruption and maximize results. Take a break with Rising, our weekly expert panel, and our host, Bonnie D. Graham, to learn how others are getting smart with technology and creating their next-gen ERP. Join us on Rising Evolution, the future-proofed enterprise, presented by Rising, a Wipro company, on the Voice America Business Channel. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And uh, this podcast is brought to you by Cinda. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing associations. And our guest today is Desiree Kopitsa. And she is the Enterprise Strategic Partner, um, President, Vice President of Enterprise Strategic Partnerships for Vendasta, a technology uh, company uh, headquartered out of Canada, and their core purpose is to drive local economies by demonstrating technology for small and medium-sized businesses. And they accomplish this by providing a robust platform to local experts around the world, their channel partners. And so, Desiree, we've been talking about, uh, this is really a, a lot of great insights from you, the, the history of traditional media, how you know traditional media has got to transition to digital, uh, then kind of your insight on, on what they, you know, what they have to do to get their kind of advertising stick and what they have to do with their customers. And when you were talking about that, I think you mentioned the word disruption. I mean, there's so much going on right now. And we talked about what changed in the last five years. I mean, what's what's the disruption that you're seeing today? Yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, Multiple, multiple ways to look at it. Um, we know that there's disruption in terms of the channels and the platforms that people are consuming, media and information. And then we also have the disruption when it comes to um, media in the sense that businesses are looking for ways to, of course, um, also capture an audience, uh, drive more loyalty, and also you know, drive more business ultimately. Mm-hmm. And I think when when it comes to any sort of media company also experience many, many of the th- same things that local, even small businesses are experiencing. Um, they truly have the ability to help make a huge impact on the success of local businesses and not just local businesses. Like I said before, um, this could even be um, at, at a national scale. But when it when it comes to disruption, um, thinking about it from the 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 advertising or the the business side of any media company, they are now inundated. They are now inundated mm-hmm. with so many different. Um, offerings or other companies that are trying to win their business essentially. The traditional media companies have always had the upper hand in the past because of their 
their reputation, their audience, right? The reach that they have had mm-hmm. and still have today. Um, but the, the one piece that I think in terms of disruption that some media companies have just maybe not embraced as well, it, it truly is the ability to adopt new technology platforms um, and leveraging those as a means to helping businesses drive success. Meaning the, um, the, the portfolio of solutions that are being provided to, to businesses is so limited that what they experience is uh, very transactional business, a lot of transactional business still happening. And they haven't been able to find a way to drive what I would consider to be monthly recurring revenue. Mm-hmm. And in, in a, a sustainable, you know, revenue uh, strategy. And, and that all comes with, you know, being open and adopting new technology, partnering right with, with, uh, with the right tech companies, um, and, sh- and ensuring that everything that they are bringing to market is going to drive success for the business. Mm-hmm. We know that the more services a media company provides to a business, the more likely that business is to remain uh, you know, loyal or a customer, a customer, or some people will say, you know, it creates a uh, stickiness within the, the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that is very true. Um, a lot of media companies have to find a way to, you know, uh, I would say get away from that, that ter- transactional business model that has always been there. Now will transactional buying you know, still exists? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you still have to find a way that you're not just building out short-term strategies for businesses. You're also focused on the long-term strategy for a business. And I mean, ultimately for any media company today, it's, it's looking at new revenue streams, right? Um, You know, monetizing as much as they can of their owned and operated that's, that's still extremely important. And for most media companies, it's, you know, that's our, that's our highest profit margin right there. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I think a misconception is, you know, if we, if we start embracing digital solutions and providing these solutions and services to businesses, ultimately we, we lose out on that, that profitability. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. If done right. They can be extremely profitable. And not only that, they're going to have a customer with sustainable monthly recurring revenue, and they'll be able to grow that customer over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you think that, do you think it's like kind of the misconception that that the transactional business model has more, well, you're talking about more profits, but maybe it's more transparent to them? You know, is that is that something that might be holding them back? I'm trying to just figure out. I mean, if I were a, co- a media company, you know, I'd really want to embrace this technology. Or do you think it's or do you think there's a skill gap? Do you think it's an understanding gap at, at the level of the people leading the company? Yeah, I think it's actually both. And, mm-hmm. um you know, what I, what I've heard a lot of when we talk about digital transformation and digital transformation of a sales team, Mm -hmm. that's where I see things start to break down while everybody wants to make this digital transformation. Um, it really takes 
alignment across the entire org of the leadership team. And it takes commitment. If you mm -hmm. are not committed to that transformation, nothing's going to change. Nothing will change. You can't just add a portfolio of digital solutions and ask your existing sales team to go out there and sell it. Mm -hmm. They don't have yet the competency that's required to, to, to have these conversations with businesses and, and, and actually sell mm -hmm. and sell in a way that creates a long lasting relationship with a business versus right. Those transact transactional buys short term, long term, both of those things need to be considered as part of a, an overarching marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that, you know, I have seen when it comes to digital transformation is there are some steps taken to to start that process, which is, OK, we're going to enhance our, our um, portfolio, our marketing stack. You know, we're going to we're going to have all these great solutions we can bring to market. We are going to provide, you know, a. Uh, maybe a series of training to the, to the sales teams. However, what's missing is continued dedication to building the competencies of, of the sales team, as well as a compensation plan that aligns with the behaviors you're looking for. And of course, the, the, the outcomes in terms of revenue and profitability. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I see um, generally missing from that digital transformation strategy is what is, what's the plan, right? How, how can a sales executive in this space be successful? And that requires, you know, a structured sales approach, expectations in terms of how they go to market, how they prospect, how they conduct uh, a discovery session with a business. Do they have enough insights to even, uh, you know, have a thorough discovery uh, session with a business and, and really opens up the dialogue to understanding mm -hmm. the business to provide a marketing strategy. Yeah, I, I, I mean this this makes a lot of sense, and I, you know, I think I think there's a lot of work to do out there, Desiree. And I think, and, and my my next question to you, um, we're getting towards the end of the show, but it's not going to get easier. Um, it's going to get easier as far as technology helping us, you know, mm -hmm. with AI coming. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easier for sales forces or or leaders to understand it. Okay, um, you know, looking if you're kind of looking down the road two years from now, what do you think that the companies have to do now to make sure that they're ready for not just now, but for two years down the road? Yeah, I think they have to find ways to uh, better empower their sales teams to be more effective uh, and, and not just more effective in terms of how they go to market, how they sell and how they win business, but also how do they retain business over time? Mm -hmm. Some people say the easiest thing to do is sell, to sell it. The hardest thing to do is retain it. And ultimately what, what, organizations will see as even part of a digital transformation is um, they may have great success if, if executed properly, they might have great success, but have they thought of, you know, what does that retention strategy look like for, for their customers? And you, you had mentioned AI and I think AI can definitely, definitely be, be leveraged um, to empower 
sales individuals uh, to be more effective, be more effective in their communication, as well as leveraging AI to create automations um, that will help a company be, be more efficient, right? So reducing the amount of manual work that leadership and or the sales team has to do in order to win business. So I, I think it's really about immersing, you know, themselves or yourself in, 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 in all of these things that are happening and changing and finding the ways that are going to best help the organization with the digital transformation, but also empowering the sales teams. And I will say one of the, the hardest part about a digital transformation is people will leave people will leave the organization because it's foreign to them um, and they aren't as willing to embrace all of these things and level up, right? But these media companies need people to level up in order to be successful. Otherwise, that that business will go somewhere else. We all know yeah. that. Yeah. And, you know, it's that's the commitment that I was talking about earlier. You have to be committed and comfortable with that. And the other thing too is, if you haven't already established relationships with your largest advertisers or clients as a leader, then I highly recommend you start doing that now because the last thing you ever wanna say is, we can't let so-and-so go because they hold the relationship with our largest advertisers. Oh, yes, yeah. That is a <laughs> bad, bad, bad position to yes, be yeah. So we as leaders, we have to start being more proactive and getting out there and establishing these relationships um, and stop depending and being reliant upon someone who's unwilling to come along for the digital transformation ride. Um, because ultimately, they, that business will go away. They're probably already slowly breaking up with you. That's a great, great last insights, Desiree. Absolutely perfect. And I was laughing when you were talking about that. I was using a new AI tool the other day. I was very nervous trying to do it. And then I finally said, okay, let me just try it. And it was great. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> um, well, thank you. This has been really, really insightful. Um, thank you for taking the time to be with us. And for our listeners, our guest today has been um, Desiree Kupitz, and she is the Enterprise Vice President of Enterprise Strategic Partners at Ships for Vendusta, and Vendusta is a technology company. Um, their home base is in Canada, and their purpose is to drive local economies by providing technology for small and medium businesses, and they accomplish this through their uh, platform that they work with local experts around the world and channel partners to get the platform to SMBs. And their platform uses technology to market, build, fulfill, and deliver digital solutions to their SMB clients. And uh, Desiree has two decades of expertise in media sales strategy and development in her role. And thank you so much, Desiree. It's been really a pleasure to have you. Uh, and I hope we can maybe follow this up in maybe a year and see what's happened. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you yeah. so much for having me. Yes. And uh, for our listeners, please learn about Vendesta. It's on www.vendesta.com. And of course, they are also all over social media on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And Desiree is also on LinkedIn. So you can look everybody up and get in contact with them. And this broadcast has also been brought to you by Cinda. And 
and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. They hold trainings, conferences, do market research, legislative white papers. They also have a learning series on Thursdays and their next conference is May 12 to 15 in Berlin, Germany, where Vendesta will be there if you'd like to meet them. And with that, thank you so much for listening. And if you miss us live on Tuesdays at 3 p.m., turn in, uh, just find us all over the net, put in Leadership Beyond Borders. And with that, thank you again and have a great week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.